The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle, from the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback. There's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. What is going on, y'all? Welcome back to the WBC Central Podcast. This is Sean Spradling. Oh my goodness. We have the World Baseball Classic. It is here. It has already started. <laughs> we have had some crazy, crazy games. Um, I apologize. I know it's been a while since we've had an episode. Um, things got a little bit delayed. Um, but we have the World Baseball Classic. It's here. The reason I wasn't able to record podcasts over the last uh, week or so uh, was because I was really kind of working hard on those uh, team overview infographics. So if you follow me on Twitter, you saw that I posted the thread of all 20 teams with all of this information, like including the roster and the the coaching staff and a projected lineup and rotation and like the captains and the the uniforms. Kind of just like an overview of everything related to that team. And that took a lot of work. So I appreciate y'all bearing with me as we've hopefully getting in back into the swing of things with the podcast. But for now, 
that was a huge project. I appreciate your support on that because those were a huge success on Twitter. If you haven't checked those out yet, um, I have it as my pinned tweet uh, at Sean underscore Spradling on Twitter. So um, yeah, I I can't believe the World Baseball Classic is already here. Um, it, we So today, uh, Thursday, March 9th, we've already had multiple games. We're two days into the tournament and it has lived up to every single bit of hype that I could have ever hoped for. We've had some of the best games in the WBC ever so far, at least Um, last night was unbelievable. Korea versus Australia, Australia upset Korea in an absolutely electric uh, game that was full of everything that you could hope for as a baseball fan. Um, Back and forth, multiple, like three Three run home runs, I believe. Um, you had pickoffs and you had uh, controversy with the umpires and just everything wrapped up into one game, including an incredible upset. I felt so bad for the Korean fans because it was it was a tough loss. It it was brutal. And now that they've lost that game, they're 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 behind Australia. They they're going to need to win tonight. Is a must win game. Um, recording this, you'll probably hear this after the Korea-Japan game, but that Korea-Japan game is an absolutely must-win for Korea. Both teams, but especially Korea. So that's one game. Another game last night was the the Cuba-Italy game. Uh, Italy lost. Uh, Italy won. Cuba lost their second straight game. They are 0-2 in this tournament, and they are on the brink of elimination, and it is um, it's looking scary for them. It is looking very, very uh, bleak. It's not looking like they're going to be making it out of the pool, which is really disappointing for their fan base and their team. Um, So it's been crazy. That was an extra inning game. Uh, Japan, we got to see Shohei Otani pitch last night and hit um, hit a double off the top of the wall in center left center field uh, against China, who played surprisingly well. Um, We've seen uh, the Netherlands, they're 2-0. Panama won a game. So it's it has been everything that we could have hoped for. Uh, today on this episode, I'm going to do a brief overview of Pool C and D. I, I know I did those longer overviews of Pool A and B in the last couple episodes, but I have been just unbelievably swamped. I got like an hour and a half of sleep last night. So I... Now that the tournament is here, uh, I've been focusing as much as I can on being able to update y'all on Twitter with live information, live reports and news as it comes out, even throughout the night as the games in the middle of the night and and pool A and B are are going on. So that's kind of been my priority. Um, So I haven't really been able to prepare or take a lot of time to uh, record a long episode. But all that being said, we're still going to cover Pool C and D, just a little bit more of an overview instead of uh, a deep dive on all of those teams. So, yeah, we'll go ahead and start with that. We'll start with Pool C. Pool C is in Phoenix, Arizona. It is, uh, it's a blast. It's going to be, it's going to be a ton of fun. And something I've tweeted out, I'm actually going to be there in Phoenix on the Saturday and the Sunday um, this weekend uh, for the games, uh, both days. So it'll be four games that I'll be there for. I cannot wait because this pool has Team USA, 
who I'm absolutely ecstatic to see, but also one of my favorite games, my most anticipated games in this entire tournament, Team USA versus Mexico, which is sold out. Um, it is going to be half, if not more than half Mexican fans in the stands um, because they always show show up at international competitions in any sport, but especially against Team USA. Um, so yeah, we'll start with Canada in, in Pool C. So Canada, go over just like a projection of what we will see on the field since they have not started Pool C yet. So an example of what we could see for their projected lineup. Edouard Julian, uh, top prospect for the Twins. He could be leading off. Number two, Abraham Toro. Number three, Freddie Freeman, one of the best players in the entire world, um, especially on this team. He is their star. He is going to be their centerpiece of this lineup. And number four, Tyler O'Neill. A lot of pop in that bat. Number five, Jared Young. Six, Owen Casey, another top prospect. Seven, Otto Lopez. Eight, Jacob Robson. Nine, Bo Naylor. So a team with plenty of MLB talent, plenty of minor league talent as well. Um, and a rotation that could look something like Cal Quantrill, Mitch Bratt, uh, Noah Skiro and Rob uh, Zestrinsky. So Zestrizny, apologize. Um, so it's a team that has talent. Uh, I when we read over these other teams though in the pool, you I think we're going to see that they're uh, it, it's going to be tough for them to make it out of the pool. Um, but they have a good team. Um, they funny enough they have one player born in the Dominican Republic and one in Venezuela and then one in USA. That's that's Freddie Freeman. Uh, but for the most part. They're all Canadian born, born and raised. Um, this is a, this is a fun team. They, their WBC history in the past in 2006, they finished ninth. And after that, they haven't finished in the top 10 since in 2009, they finished 13th in 2013, they finished 12th. And in 2017, they finished 15th. So it would be a surprise if they made it out of pool C this year. Um, and it would also be one of the biggest moments for them in in the WBC ever because they've been in every WBC since 2006, but they've they haven't done much. So if they make it out of the pool, it will be on the back of Freddie Freeman. Uh, I think Edward Julian's going to have to really show out. I really like him. He's been shooting up the the prospect rankings as of late, so um, he, he'll probably be their starting second baseman. Cal Quantrill is going to have to do really well because he's probably their one like solid starter that they can rely on uh, after him. It's, it's a bunch of minor leaguers or older veterans. Mitch Bratt uh, could do well. Um, he's, he's young and it doesn't, I don't know. I don't know how much experience he has at this level of competition. Uh, Matt Brash could be their closer. He'll probably be their closer. He's going to be a pretty good uh, guy at the back of that bullpen. So I like this team. I think they are going to be competitive, but not quite uh, competitive enough to make it out of this pool. Next, we will go to Colombia. Colombia is in a similar situation to Canada, I would say, where they have MLB talent, absolutely. But not, I don't think they have quite enough to make it out of this pool. This is a tough pool. I mean, you have USA at the top. Uh, again, we'll go in, into the other teams as well. But Colombia, they first qualified for the WBC for the first time in 2017. They finished 11th in that tournament. They had never been in the WBC prior to that. So... This is a pretty big deal. I mean, back-to-back -back WBCs, they didn't have to requalify this this year. Um, so this is big. They Their lineup could look something like, number one, Oscar Mercado. Number two, Harold Ramirez. Three, Gio Urshela. Four, Jorge Alfaro. Five, Jordan Diaz. Uh, 
Six, Dejan Frias. Seven, Gustavo Campero. Eight, Fabian Pertuz. And nine, Jesus Mariaga. So a lot of those names you'll recognize, especially guys like Jorge Alfaro, uh, Gio Urshela, Harold Ramirez, Oscar Mercado. That's, that top half of the lineup is very recognizable. Bottom half, it does kind of drop off from there. And I wouldn't say that a lot of those guys are considered MLB stars or the top tier of of talent. Um, I love Jorge Alfaro. I think Gio Rochelle is really good. I think he's going to have a good season this year uh, in MLB. But I don't know if that's going to be enough, just like Canada, to make it out of this pool. Um, they have just lost a lot of players. Their center fielder, Tito Polo, he was going to be probably their leadoff hitter. He's super fast, has been very successful in the Mexican League. Um, he He's a great hitter, great outfielder. Um, he had to drop out. Um, he's not on the team anymore. They also lost Jose Quintana, who would have been their ace, their, their best starting pitcher. So losing your starting center fielder and your best pitcher is brutal. Uh, in this tournament to where especially the pitching, there just isn't much pitching to go around for any team. Um, there's very few teams that have very deep pitching and those teams are clearly in the top tier. So because of that, um, I don't know. We'll see. I, I think they could pull out a win. They could, uh, they could definitely beat great Britain. I think they could beat Canada. It's going to be tough against the top two, but um, we'll see. I like Harold Ramirez. I think Gio Rochelle is really good. Uh, Jorge Alfaro is super fun. Uh, he'll be behind the plate. Just signed with the Red Sox um, organization this last, uh, like a month or two ago. So definitely watch this team. I think they're going to be fun. I think they're they're young. They're new. They're young. They got a l- lot of prospects. Uh, Dan Frias is really interesting. Jordan Diaz is also very interesting. Could DH for them. Um, William Cuevas, he is a pitcher, I believe, in the KBO. Nabil Krizmat, he's going to be probably their ace, probably their best pitcher. Um, he's he's very solid, but there's not much pitching after that. So um, it's going to be tough for them. But yeah, excited for this team still. I think they're going to be uh, a team that's fun to watch. Next, we will do Great Britain. And Great Britain is also uh, a lot of fun. They have qualified for the WBC for the first time in their history, which is so exciting because they have been trying to build this for a long time um, with former coach Liam Liam Carroll, now current manager, current coach Drew Spencer. Um, there's it's It's been a long road to get to this point, but I'm so happy that they finally qualified. This team is going to be so much fun, and it's so diverse. If you look at their roster makeup, they have a bunch of guys born in the U.S., British Americans. They have a bunch of guys from the Bahamas. I believe they have eight players from the Bahamas that are on their team. Uh, couple, I mean, they have guys from the U.K. I believe they have five guys from the U.K. on their roster. One guy from Canada, one guy from the Virgin Islands, U.S. Virgin Islands. So it is a very diverse makeup of players. Um, they're, they look like they mesh and blend very well together, though. This team is going to be mostly the same team that they qualified with, uh, with the addition of a couple uh, MLB players. But if you look at their projected roster, Harry Ford at the top of the lineup, one of my favorite players, uh, one of my favorite prospects for sure. Um, he's their starting catcher, five-tool player. Um, he is uh, he's electric. He's a ton of fun to watch. After Harry Ford, you got Chavez Young. Uh, number three, Trace Thompson, who had a really good season last year with the Dodgers. Four, Darnell Sweeney. Five, Nick Ward. Six, Alex Crosby. 
Seven, Justin Wiley, who we had in the podcast. Um, he's an in- independent ball, but sh- honestly should be signing with an, affi- an affiliate soon. Eight, one of the best names in the WBC, Lucius Fox, uh, has had some MLB experience as well. And nine, Anthony Seymour. So, and he's one of the fastest guys in the tournament. So, uh, a very fun roster to look at, a very fun lineup. A lot of MLB fans won't be familiar with many of these names, though. Uh, a lot of independent league guys and, and, and minor league players. Um, but definitely watch their games because they're really fun to play to watch. Um, and guys like Chavez Young and Anthony Seymour, Trace Thompson is going to be great. These guys are just they're they're all electric. They are um, experienced. Even though a lot, some of these guys are young, they seem like <laughs> a lot of these guys seem like veterans that have been around for a long time. Alex Crosby's been playing with Great Britain for a while. Um, he'll probably be their starting first baseman. So this is a fun team. I don't know if they have the talent to beat a USA. I, I don't expect them to get a win in this tournament. Maybe one. Uh, I could see them maybe beating Colombia. I wouldn't be surprised by that. We've already seen crazier things. Uh, <laughs> so I, I wouldn't be surprised if they could find a way to win. But if you look at the pitching, it's a little bit lacking. Um, ace will probably be Vance Worley. Number two, Tyler Viza. Three, Mackenzie Mills, four, Akil Morris, or something along those lines in that um, in that rotation. A couple of their top relievers, closers could be Andre Scrub or Ian Jabot. Um, and yeah, Michael Peterson, Michael Roth, a couple of guys that have Joseph King have had previous MLB experience. So this is a fun team. Um, I know I've, I've said that for the last couple uh, teams as well, but... I expect them to maybe win a game. They Their goal is going to be to not finish last in the pool. And we'll talk about that with Pool D as well. But if they can f- find a way to not finish last, then they won't have to requalify in 2026, which would be a huge win for them. Um, because qualifiers are tough. You don't have any of your many of your affiliated players to play with you for uh, those games in like September. So if they can starve off elimination, I think that is a huge win for them by not finishing last in the pool. Then the top two teams, let's talk about Mexico. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all wheel drive. You can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. Mexico, I have coming out of the pool. They are very underrated. I've been talking about them for a long time. I think they're one of the more underrated teams in the tournament. Maybe the most underrated. I don't know. Venezuela's up there too. But people are kind of starting to buy on, uh, catch on and jump on the train with with Venezuela. For Mexico, projected uh, projected lineup, Randy Rosarena, one, two, 
Alex Verdugo, three, Joey Meneses, just broke out with the Nationals this year, four, Rowdy Tejas, bunch of pop. I think he had 35 bombs or something like that this year. Six, Luis Urias. Seven, Alan Trejo, really young guy, shortstop for the Rockies. Um, eight, Austin Barnes, nine, Alec Thomas. So this is a top to bottom. It is a big league roster. Um, they got a, a big league lineup, which is not something they've always had in the past. Um, they are looking really good. They got a lot of guys with pop. They got a lot of guys that can just uh, get on base. Got a lot of contact. A lot of these guys are great defenders. Alan Trejo, Alec Thomas should be really good. Um, Randy Rosarain is going to be a great leadoff hitter, I think. Um, losing out on Alejandro Kirk is a big deal. It's a big loss, but it's not It's not like they have no one behind Alejandro Kirk. They have Austin Barnes there, so he'll be, on, be behind the plate for them. Um, and the cool thing about him is that Austin Barnes, being the Dodgers catcher, is that the ace for Mexico is Julio Urias, who plays in the Dodgers as well. So that's a really cool battery that we're, we're going to get to see in the WBC. Um, the rotation is, I think, what makes the biggest difference for Mexico compared to others. I mentioned this before. Pitching is going to be the biggest deal in this tournament because it's so hard for teams to get pitching. A lot of There's a lot of complications with, with pitchers in the WBC. So getting them on board is massive. So having this rotation is pretty huge. If you look at the rotation, it's going to be something like Julio Urias, Patrick Sandoval, Taiwan Walker, Jose Arquiti. Um, you got guys like Luis Sessa, Javier Assad, Manny Barreda. Um, all those guys can pitch out of the bullpen as well. But the top guys are going to be Julio Urias, Patrick Sandoval, Taiwan Walker, Jose Arquiti. Patrick Sandoval is supposed to pitch against Team USA too. So that is going to be a fun matchup to watch. He's a pitcher on the Angels. We have Mike Trout on Team USA. So that's he's going to be teammates facing off against each other. I think this team's super underrated. Closer Giovanni Gallegos. Um, Jose Meneses is just, uh, he's, he broke out last year. We'll see how legit it is in this next MLB season. But if he carries any of that momentum over from last season, um, he's going to be incredible. I think Alec Thomas is a really good young uh, outfielder for the D-backs. I think he has a lot of potential. Really excited to see him out there as well. Um, Mexico's WBC history is interesting. They they started out stronger, I would say. Uh, 2006, they finished sixth. 2009, they finished eighth, and then it kind of just got worse from there. Uh, 2013, they finished 11th. 2017, they finished 13th. The thing about it, though, is that they play U.S. really, really well. They have beat them multiple times in the WBC. Um, I, if I'm, I haven't fact-checked this, but I think they may have a winning record against USA in the WBC, if I understand correctly. If not, maybe they're 500 with Team USA. But because of that, I wouldn't be surprised if they beat Team USA. Um, they're throwing Patrick Sandoval out there. USA doesn't have the best starting pitching. They have an elite bullpen, but... Starting pitching is decent. So, um, yeah, this team is very good. I'm I'm expecting them to make it to the quarterfinals. I would not be surprised if they made it, made it to the semifinals, depending on who they match up with. So, yeah, this is a fun team. Also, their uniforms are really sick. So, go look, go look at my infographics. I have those pictures up there. Last but not least, in Pool C, we have Team USA, who... It's been playing in their exhibition games the last couple of days. Um, they lost the first one, won the second one. I don't think these exhibition games mean much. They kind of are just all rotating players. Dominican Republic destroyed the first team that they played, lost to the second team. 
Venezuela won both games. Um, I think Nicaragua went one and one. Um, so yeah, I don't, I don't hold much weight in these exhibition games, but it's fun to watch. Um, but that being said, team USA, I have them as the best team in the tournament right now. I think that they top to bottom are the strongest. Everyone wants to talk about their starting pitching and the lack thereof. I think rightfully so. I think that there is a lot missing there, but I think that the lineup, the offensive side of this team is just light years better than they've had in the past and better than any other team in this tournament. If you look at their rotation, I apologize, their lineup, if you look at their lineup, Trey Turner, Mookie Betts, Mike Trout, Paul Goldschmidt, Nolan Arenado, Kyle Tucker, Pete Alonso, JT Ramuto, and 2022 batting champion Jeff McNeil hitting ninth. There has never been a, a lineup like this. I feel pretty confident in saying that. I don't know if there's ever been a, a lineup that's been assembled like this. Unfortunately, the Dominicans were going to have something comparable. They lost out on both J-Ram and Vladdy, who may be joining them for the second round since he is getting healthier. Um, but because of WBC rules, he's not able to join for the pool stage since he's already been off the roster. But... Because of that, I have them a step below Team USA's lineup. But this this lineup is just ridiculous. Just all of these players, all-stars, MVPs, um, gold gloves, silver sluggers, batting title champions, home run leaders. And that's not even including the bench. Like The bench for Team USA would be one of the best teams in this tournament as well with guys like... Uh, Bobby Witt Jr., Tim Anderson, Pete Alonzo, uh, Pete Alonzo could DH, um, I don't know, Kyle Schwarber, Cedric Mullins, Will Smith is the backup catcher. So everywhere you look, there's just incredible depth in the lineup. Um, Then you go over to the bullpen, and I think the bullpen, this is the reason why I have them as the top team, because while the starting pitching is lacking, the bullpen is elite. Like this, this bullpen can just shut down offense. Um, and so my guess is that the, the starters won't go very long or they're kind of piggyback, maybe a couple innings each and then bring in some, some relievers. But if you look at the, the bullpen, you got guys like Devin Williams and uh, Brooks Raley, who had an incredible season last year. Same with Nick Martinez, who might start, might relieve um, Adam Onofino. And then two of the best closers in baseball in 2022 in uh, Daniel Bard and Ryan Presley. So Jason Adams there. David Bednard, Kendall Graveman. Like there's not a single name on this this bullpen that is uh below average or even average, really. These are all very, very solid pitchers. So because of that, I have them as my top team. I that doesn't necessarily mean that I think they would they're gonna win. I still think that Japan and Dominicans have a very solid chance. I think all three of those teams are right up there. But if I'm looking at a holistic view of the of the roster, I think that they have the best team. So I can't wait to watch this team. I'm going to be in Phoenix for a couple of days to be able to watch them, especially that U.S.-Mexico game. I can't wait. So this is going to be a ton of fun. Let's move on to Pool D. Pool D, we have Dominican Republic, Israel, Nicaragua, Puerto Rico, Venezuela. Let's start with Israel. Israel is, they were the Cinderella story of the 2017 WBC. That was the first time that they qualified. They finished sixth, 
sixth out of 16 for a first time qualifying team of a lot of guys that were totally unknown to the baseball world. This is a better team that they had in, in 2006, uh, 2017. But unfortunately, they are in Pool D, the pool of death with some of the top teams in the tournament. So I don't see there being much of an opportunity for them to make it out of the pool. They're going to just want to be able to win a game, maybe two, to stay away from being eliminated. Um, but like I said, 2017 was the first time that they, quali- they qualified for the WBC. They finished sixth. They are uh, currently ranked 20th in the WBSC rankings. Their WBC record overall is four and two because they had a couple upsets last last time around. Their projected lineup is going to look something like Garrett Stubbs, number two, Zach Giloff, three, Jock Peterson, four, Matt Mervis, five, Ryan LaVarnway, six, Alex Dickerson, seven, Spencer Horwitz, nine, uh, eight, Danny Valencia, and nine, Michael Walensky. Uh, top hitters in this lineup are absolutely going to be Jock Peterson. Uh, he's just mashes. Um, and in this lineup, he's going to stick out as, uh, as one of the top hitters. And then Garrett Stubbs, another top guy. He's a really good catcher, uh, plays for the Phillies. I mean, he's a backup catcher. The best catcher in the world starts ahead of him, so he doesn't get much opportunity to, uh, back there. But uh, he's got a good bat. And then you got two of two top prospects that I'm really excited for in Zach Giloff and Matt Mervis. Um, both had really good numbers in the minors in 2022. Um, so really excited to see them. Spencer Horwitz is another top prospect. So you got a really young team, a lot of really young guys um, that are going to be really exciting uh, to watch and a little bit unpredictable. Like by unpredictable, I mean, they could lose every game. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if if the prospects kind of crumble, uh, if if the lineup doesn't doesn't really mesh well. They don't have the highest end talent. They got a couple of guys that haven't been playing baseball in a, in a, in a few years. Danny Valencia. Um, like Ty Kelly, but on the other side of that unpredictable, I could see these guys raking. I could see guys like Matt Mervis and Zach Giloff and Spencer Horwitz, um, just mashing, uh, as because they're, they're top prospects. They are up there for a reason. So I like this, this lineup, this rotation is going to look like Dean Kramer, their ace, Robert Stock plays in KBO. Uh, Colton Gordon is going to start a game for them and Brandon Gold with the closer is going to be Richard Blyer. Um, they have decent pitching. Dean Kramer's a really good number one. I think that they they need to throw him against probably who they think they have the best chance of winning against. So maybe Nicaragua. Um, but yeah, it's a decent pitching staff. Um, a lot of these guys I'm not too familiar with. Josh Wolf, friend of the pod, he was on here. Um, he had he, he's in the Guardians organization. Really excited to see him throw. Um, you got Jacob Steinmetz, who I believe is 19. 18 or 19. He is super, super young. Um, he might even start a game for them. Who knows? Um, Bobby Rossman and Alex Katz. Um, a lot of recognizable names if you follow Israeli baseball. Jake Fishman has MLB experience. He's an MLB pitcher. Um, so, yeah, it's it's going to be interesting. I think, like I said, I think that this is a stronger team than they've had in that they had in 2017. But it's just this pool is ridiculous. So I don't expect them to be able to make it out. Um, that being said, I would love for them to upset someone because they're a lot of fun to watch. Next, we'll go with uh, Nicaragua. Nicaragua also qualified for the first time in WBC history, um, which was so much fun to watch. They qualified in Panama. 
Um, they have a really passionate fan base and there's a lot of Nicaraguan fans. There's a big Nicaraguan population in Miami. So I think that they're going to show up, um, to support their team, which is going to be a ton of fun to, to watch. Uh, their captain is Chesler Cuthbert. They, um, they're made up of pretty much exclusively players that were born in Nicaragua. A couple of players that were born in the U S uh, their projected lineup is going to be something like number one, Juan Montes, two, Brandon Layton, three, Alex Blandino, four, Chesler Cuthbert. Cuthbert, uh, five, uh, Williams Vasquez, six, Elian Miranda, seven, Melvin Novoa, eight, Sandy Bermudez, and nine, Isaac Bernard. Um, so probably not too many names that MLB fans are familiar with. They have a lot of pro- they have a lot of minor leaguers, so a lot of players in affiliated ball. Just not a lot of notable MLB names. You probably know names like uh, Alex Blandino or at least heard out the name Alex Blandino and Chesler, Chesler Cuthbert. Um, you, I know you've heard a couple of these pitchers, though. The rotation is going to be Erasmo Ramirez, who had a really, really good season uh, in the bullpen for the Nationals in 2022. JC Ramirez, second. Three, Carlos Rodriguez. And four, Ronald Merdrano. Uh, Carlos Rodriguez is a really interesting one. He's one of the top prospects, top pitching prospects for the Brewers. He won their pitcher, their minor league pitcher of the year in 2022. So he could have a really solid outing in the WBC. Um, so really excited to watch the game he starts. I don't know which one it'll be. Ronald Medrano is a really interesting case because he pitched for Spain in the qualifiers this time around. So I believe he may he's probably the first player ever in WBC history to play for a different team than the one that he played in the qualifiers for in the same cycle. So there's players like Marcus Stroman who played for USA previously and then Puerto Rico now, or uh, Pedro Strope who played for the Dominican Republic a couple WBCs ago. And then now he's playing for the kingdom of the Netherlands. With Medrano, I think this is the first time a player has done it in the same cycle. Like in 2022, he played for Spain. And in 2023, he's playing for Nicaragua. But Jonathan Loisega is going to be their closer. Um, he is solid. He's going to be lights out. I think he's going to pitch really well. He has a lot of experience in MLB. So a fun team. I don't know many of the players in the lineup, uh, but I know that they have talent. I, I like the pitching, honestly. That's what probably intrigues me most with these guys like Carlos Rodriguez, Erasmo Ramirez. They have stronger pitching than uh, than a couple of the teams in the, in the tournament. I would say probably even at least as strong as Israel, if not stronger than Israel. I would say that Israel has a better lineup and Nicaragua has a better pitching staff. Drowning in status updates and lost in endless emails? Break free with ClickUp.com, the one app to replace them all. Imagine a world where your team collaborates effortlessly in one shared space. No more chaos, just ClickUp. Your projects, tasks, and communication unified at last. Transform how you work with customizable views, seamless integration, and real-time updates. ClickUp is your shortcut to more productive days and happier teams. Join the millions of productive teams already streamlining their workflow. Visit ClickUp.com to get started. So that's going to be a really interesting matchup because whoever loses that one may have to requalify for the 2026 WBC. So definitely watch that game if you get a chance. We'll move on to the top three. We'll go with Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico is, I mean, they're a fan favorite. They will always excite people and entertain in the WBC. And they've always done well. Throughout WBC history, they have never finished worse than fifth 
In 2006, they finished fifth. And 2009, they finished fifth. And then in 2013 and 2017, back-to-back, they finished second. They've made it to the final. So they've been one of the most successful teams in the WBC thus far. That being said, I am worried about this roster a little bit. I will say that they outperform what the roster normally looks like in the WBC, but this is a weaker roster than we had expected for from them with the losses of Carlos Correa. It's the biggest one and Jose Miranda at first base. So projected lineup, Kike Hernandez two Francisco Lindor, three Javi Baez four MJ Melendez, five Eddie Rosario, six Emmanuel Rivera, seven Neftali Soto, uh, eight Christian Vasquez, nine Martin Maldonado. So you got, Francisco Lindor, he is one of the best hitters in baseball as well. He is their top guy. Um, He will clearly be the core of that lineup. But after him, I don't know. It's a little bit iffy. Kike Hernandez has a bunch of experience. Javier Javier Baez has had good seasons. Last year was pretty rough, though. But last WBC, he did really well. So who knows? Maybe he'll show up this time. MJ Melendez is young. He's decent. Neftali Soto plays really well in, in NPB. But... Um, he'll be their first baseman. I don't know if it, how much it will translate in the tournament kind of setting. Um, yeah, so we'll see. I, I like the roster. Again, they normally outperform. So would not be at all be surprised if they come out of this pool, but it's going to be tough. Uh, rotation is uh, Jose Barrios, Marcus Stroman, Dominic Hamill, one of the pitching prospects for the Mets, and uh, Hector Santiago. So with the closer, the, the biggest part of this this team is is their bullpen. Edwin Diaz and his brother Alexis Diaz, Jorge Lopez, who's dominant, Giovanni Moran, Emilio Pagan, um, Paxel Rios. It's just full of this bullpen might be the best bullpen in the tournament, or at least one of the top, top bullpens, top tier for sure. So they're probably going to do what I mentioned with the U.S., where they throw a starter for a couple innings and then just do bullpen the rest of the game. Um, That's probably the best way that they are going to be able to succeed. So this is a team that I expect to really compete. The hard part, though, is that they are in a really tough pool with two teams that I think are better than them in Venezuela and Dominican Republic. We'll talk about Venezuela now. Venezuela is really, really strong. Um, arguably the best team that they've ever had in the WBC 2006 was great with Johan Santano back when he was in his prime K rod, one of the, he was probably the best closer at the time. Um, but other than that, a lot of these guys on this Venezuelan roster in the lineup and a lot of the, the depth of the starting pitching and the depth of the offense is, is stronger than what it was in 2006. Venezuela is kind of the inverse, I would say, of Puerto Rico's success in the WBC. They tend to underperform their expectation, but I don't think that that's going to be the case this time around. I think that this is their year to really impress people. 2006, they finished seventh. In 2009, they finished third, but then after that, 2013, they finished 10th. In 2017, they finished eighth. Their captain is Miguel Cabrera. This is his send-off. This is his last year in baseball. He uh, This is the last time he's going to be able to wear the Venezuela jersey. So really hoping that he gets like a... Hoping that like what happened with Pujols at the end of the 2022 season where he kind of just showed up out of nowhere and just shocked the whole world to reach 700 home runs. I hope that's what happens with Miguel Cabrera where he just goes crazy um, and wins an MVP in this tournament or something, or, or hits a couple bombs in pool play. Um, 
maybe a walk off. I don't know. Something, something just like a baseball moment, you know. Um, their projected lineup is going to look like Ronald Acuna at the top or Jose Altuve, one of the two. But we'll, we'll go with Ronald Acuna at number one, two, Luis Arias, three, Jose Altuve, four, Eugenio Suarez, five, Salvador Perez, six, Anthony Santander, seven, Gleyber Torres at DH. Um, you can also DH Miguel Cabrera, eight, David Peralta, and nine, Andres Jimenez. So the fact that Andres Jimenez, who had a very, very solid year offensively in 2022 is ninth is pretty remarkable. Um, if you look at th- this whole lineup can just flat out hit Luis Arias, Jose Altuve, Andres Jimenez, um, Anthony Santander, these guys just had their contact skills are crazy. And then you got, got guys with just ridiculous pop, like, like Cunha Altuve even has a bunch of pop, um, Santander, Salvador Perez, like, like it's, Eugenio Suarez, who can hit 40 bombs. Like, this is going to be a very, very tough lineup to make its way through. And I said I don't care much about the results of the exhibition games, but they did go 2-0, which is saying something against some MLB teams. So, like that lineup a lot. One of my favorite lineups. One of my favorite whole mm, rosters in the WBC. The rotation, Martin Perez, Pablo Lopez, uh, Eduardo Rodriguez, you got Ranger Suarez, you got Jesus Lazardo. So they're probably going to use that piggybacking strategy where they bring in one starter uh, and then another starter a couple innings later because their starters are definitely better than their bullpen. But with Martin Perez, he is going to start against Dominican Republic. So that is going to be a tough, tough game. Um, and it's going to determine a lot, I think, in this pool. If you lose that game, you're not necessarily out, but it doesn't put you set you on uh, on a good foot moving forward. So it's probably going to be Martin Perez versus Sandy Alcantara, which is going to be an incredible matchup. So closer, Jose Alvarado. I like this team a lot. I like them a lot. And I have them coming out of this pool. D, I could see them. Honestly, I predict that they would they'll go to at least the quarterfinals to make it out of the pool, maybe the semifinals. I think I would not be at all surprised if they made it to the semis. If they made it to the final, I wouldn't even be necessarily surprised. But we'll see. Because they'll have to overcome that kind of struggle that they've had in the past with um just underperforming in the WBC. But we will move on to the last team in pool D, the team that everybody wants to talk about. Rightfully so. This is Dominican Republic. This is maybe their strongest team they've ever had. At least one of the strongest Dominican teams we've seen. They did lose a lot of talent, though, in the bullpen and starting pitching and a couple in the lineup. So that's a little bit disappointing. But you could, you still look at the roster and it's ridiculous. Like the projected lineup is, again, full of all-stars like, the, like Team USA and like high-end all-stars. You got Julio Rodriguez at the top. Juan Soto. Number two, three, Manny Machado, four, Rafael Devers. That top four is ridiculous. Five, Teasco Hernandez, six, Wander Franco, seven, Jeremy Pena, eight, uh, Jaime Candelario, and nine, Gary Sanchez. Candelario is tough because he's good, but I know a lot of Dominican fans are pretty upset that Vladdy's not playing in the first round. Now, the recent, most recent news is that since he is recovering, he's getting better from his injury. He may be able to play in the second round. But he's not going to be able to play in the first round. So for now, we have Candelario at first. But you, I mean, look at the top of that lineup. J-Rod, Soto, Machado, Devers. That is unbelievable. Um, 
even on the bench, you got guys like Willie Adamas who can flat out hit. Um, Ketel Marte. You have Eloy Jimenez. And then you got Nelson Cruz, GM slash player, who just hit a bomb off of uh, uh, off of the Braves uh, yesterday, I believe, in their exhibition game. So this team is expected to go all the way to the end. I would not at all be surprised. Their pitching staff is uh, arguably the best in the tournament. Up there with Japan, I'd probably say Japan has the best. But their rotation is Sandy Alcantara, Christian Javier, Johnny Cueto, Rowenzi Contreras, a bullpen of... Camila Duvall is closer, most likely Brian Abreu in a ridiculous 2022. Um, you got Luis Garcia, Yimi Garcia, Rafael Montero, Hector Neris. Um, it's Diego Castillo, Roenzi Contreras. Uh, I, I did say him. He's probably going to start it. Uh, this whole team is uh, top to bottom is, is incredible. So would not at all be surprised if they make it to the final. I think if they make it to the final, it would probably be the way that it would most likely match up is they'd play. Um, I think that they would play USA in the final, not Japan. I think they'd be on the other side of the bracket. If they finish first and the US finishes first in their respective pools. So we could potentially have a Dominican Republic USA final, which would be so much fun to watch. <laughs> Um, and I will be there for the final as well. So, yeah, I expect them to make it out of the turn, the uh, the pool. I expect them to go probably to at least to the semis, maybe even to the final. This is that that is all the teams though. So um, that is a full breakdown of all of Pool C, all of Pool D. Yeah, it's crazy. I can't believe it's finally here. I can't believe that we are actually watching WBC games. I stayed up super late the last couple of nights watching games. I'm going to be up at 3 a.m. Um, this morning, you're probably going to be hearing this as... Uh, <laughs> it's probably going to be up still when this is posted at like 5, 6, 7 a.m. Um, because US uh, Korea-Japan is one of my most anticipated games of this tournament. Even more so now because Korea lost to Australia. And so this is a must-win game for Korea. They changed their pitching strategy. They weren't going to throw Kwon Hyun Kim against Japan because they wanted to save him for a game that they knew that they could win so that they could finish second in the pool. But now that they have to win against Japan, they're throwing their best pitcher against Japan. So now this is a must-win game for both sides. And this rivalry is heated. There is a political history. There's baseball history between these two teams. There is, um, it's very tense. Um, there's, there's a lot. So it's going to be so much fun. It's going to be like 3 a.m., but it's going to be so much fun. So if you're up at that time and you're watching the game, go check out my Twitter because I will be probably live tweeting through the whole game. But this has been, this is great. I, thanks for bearing with me as I took a break on the podcast. Uh, hopefully I can get some more podcast content through. Really quick to note, my plans for the WBC is I will be in Phoenix for Saturday and Sunday of Pool C. Let me confirm those dates for you. That is going to be the 11th and the 12th of March. And then for the final and the semifinals in the final, uh, on the 20th, 21st, and 22nd. Uh, apologize. Nine, the 19th, 20th, and, 22nd, and 21st, I will be in Miami for those games. So I'd love to meet up. Um, I will be covering those games in person. 
Um, I will be trying to get as many, as much content as I can possible for y'all on Twitter, on TikTok, on my podcast, trying to do interviews with players, interviews with coaches, whoever I can get interviews with, <laughs> posting videos of the games and everything. So I'm doing this for y'all. Um, if there's anything that y'all want to see specifically, reach out to me on Twitter um, or my TikTok, or you can comment down here, comment below in this YouTube video. Or if you're listening to the podcast, you can go over to one of my socials and let me know what you want to see and what you want me to cover in those pools uh, because I'm happy to cover whatever y'all would like. Um, So yeah, this is great. Thanks again for joining the WBC Central Podcast. I know this was a little bit more abbreviated than the last one, but it's just because I've been putting out a lot of content on Twitter. So I really appreciate you understanding and um, hopefully you've been enjoying that, um, putting out a lot of news over on Twitter. So go follow me there, Sean underscore spradling on tiktok it's sean spradling um this is the wbc central podcast on the baseball isn't boring podcast network y'all have a good night or day or morning whenever you're listening to this if you're watching a wbc game right now let me know give me a shout out um let me know on twitter i'd love to hear what game you're watching while you're listening to this talk to you later have you heard of nordic knots the Scandinavian rug company that has become the insider brand gracing some of the most beautiful homes around the world. With rug designs by some of the world's leading designers and a signature collection of wool and jute rugs in modern colors. But Nordic Knots is not just about great design. Their mission is to make quality rugs that last, with no compromises. Goodweave certified, handmade pieces woven in all natural materials. At NordicKnots.com, it's easy to find a rug that's just right. A curated collection in lots of colors and sizes to choose from. Even custom sizes are possible. So, whether you're the type who loves the understated elegance of their luxury essentials or the bold statements from their top designer collaborations, you can't really go wrong. Oh, and don't tell anyone, but right now, you can get a free sample with the code INNERCIRCLE. NordicKnots.com.